What's going on, y'all? What it do? This is episode number three of Living Like Larry the Podcast. Man, it's a blessing to be able to do these. I try to drop them every week just to, you know, try to drop some gems, try to give you something to think about throughout the week, try to give you some some motivation, you know, to keep going, keep striving for success, keep striving to become a better you. As we know, last week we talked about the non-negotiable focus. So I'm going to go over those six points of emphasis real quick just to, you know, give us a little refreshing of what we've learned so far. Uh, The first one was I must focus on my mental hygiene, you know, thinking about what you're feeding your brain, what you're allowing yourself to think, what you're allowing yourself to listen to and just being mindful of the your surroundings and the things around you that's going on, knowing that you don't have to feed into anyone else's negative mindset or anything like that. You can shun that just like you can shun your own thoughts and feelings whenever you're able to realize that they are becoming negative and not helping. The second point was I must focus on my physical health. That's making sure you are watching what you eat. You know, we talked about the artificial, the 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 fake you know, foods, the, all the sugars and stuff like that, the things that don't really help you grow, the things that are stumping your growth and that are prolonging your benefits and things that you are trying to see from whether working out or just living the everyday life. Number three, I must focus on the process and not the product. You must focus on what you are in now to make sure that whenever you get to where you want to be, you are already enjoying where you're at because it's not like you have gotten discouraged or disappointed because things didn't go the way you wanted to during the process. You were able to roll with the punches and overcome in order to see the end goal, which is the results and the product that you want to see. Number four, I must focus on operating my gift and my purpose. I mean, that you are out here living purposefully. You are out here in this world moving with a purpose. You you are putting one foot in front of the next in order to get to where you need to be. You're not just running on a treadmill. You get what I'm saying? You're actually moving towards your goals. You're actually helping other people move towards their goals because everybody is a part. Everybody plays a part in this world of helping somebody get to the next phase of their life. Whether a person is saying, nobody helped me get to where I'm at. No, somebody helped you get to where you're at because you were born. Somebody helped you, somebody helped bring you into this world in order to be able to do the things that you are doing now. The fifth one is I must focus on where I spend my time and who I spend my time with. That is important because these things play a role in your growth your everyday growth, the things that you are seeing. You won't be able to see certain things if you're not in these certain places. You won't be able to see negative things happening if if you're in these negative places. If you're in a positive place, it's rare that you're going to see negative things or hear negative people and, you know, being influenced by things that aren't helping you grow or get better as a person. Number six, I must focus on being the best version of myself. There's nobody out here that should be wasting air. There's, there's, this oxygen that we breathe, it, is not, it shouldn't be taken for granted. You should be out here 
like I said, moving with a purpose, making sure that you are becoming the best version of yourself, because if you're not, then you holding up other people and you holding up what could be by not being what you are supposed to be in life and in this world. So make sure we being the best version of ourselves every day, you know, talking positive to ourselves, talking positive to other people, you know, living out our dreams, living out our aspirations and purposes. Number six, rear view mirrors. Ooh, that was number six that I said before, but I actually added this into my notes. And I'm going to talk about this, rear view mirrors. Just remember that, rear view mirrors. Okay, so now we into podcast number three. Podcast number three is going to be about things that we allow to steal, kill, and destroy our happiness and joy. Write that down because we're we going to get into it this one. We're going to get to it on this one. Things that we allow to steal, kill, and destroy our happiness and joy. Mind you, I said allow. I want to give you the definition of happiness and give you the definition of joy because they are two different things. They they fall under the same category of a good feeling. But happiness is feeling or showing pleasure or contentment, which means that you are just solely okay with where you're at. You're not you don't you're not settling for where you're at, but you're okay. You are content. You know that a greater later is on the way. But right now you are pleased with what you have. You are able to enjoy where you're at in life right now. You're not rushing the process. You're enjoying the process. And when it comes to joy, joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Now, these are two feelings that can get a little confused with one another because the word pleasure is used in both. I feel like joy is more of an internal type of feeling and happiness is something that you wear on the outside. Like uh, whenever you're happy, you're out smiling, you're you know, I mean, you're still using the positive words and, you know, being nice to other people. But whenever you have that joy, that's like something that is inside of you that nobody can take away. And if you do allow somebody to take it away, it's like you're allowing that to happen because that's something that not everyone has. Like around the Christmas times and things like that, that's like, that's why the song Joy to the World, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a song that is meant to uplift spread happiness and more positive vibes and energies to other people and that is something that is internal like they say if you're happy and you know it clap your hands and then you clap but that's something that's external so it's like the two are very much different but each of them have a very good way of explaining the feeling of pleasure and which is doing something that feels good which, like, whenever you are giving, like, if you are helping out someone in time of need, that, that brings you joy. And whenever you are feeling uh, happy and you're at a, a game or you're at a event or something like that, you clap because it brings you pleasure. You, you like what you see. You like what you're hearing. You like the atmosphere that, in which you're in. So I feel like that's a, that's a good thing to have and that's most definitely something that not everyone has and I feel like it's important to know the difference between the two 
So the first point of emphasis that I want to talk about that people allow to steal, kill, and destroy the happiness and joy we have is bitterness. Bitterness is like like acid. It's corrosive. It dissolves things. Acid can even dissolve metals. It's like whenever you have that in your your body, in your mind, in your spirit, in your soul, it starts to burn through to other parts of your thinking and your well-being, your mental, your physical. It just starts to spread. It's like an acid that dissolves its own container. So you are the container and bitterness is something that is dissolving you from the inside out. That is something that must be controlled. I mean, that is another thing. You have to control your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings because whenever you start to try to control the uncontrollables, that's when they start to control you. So we have to be mindful of when this feeling and emotion is starting to grow inside of us because when we try to hold grudges and get back it actually takes more power out of us to do that type of stuff than it is to just forgive and forget. We've already gave that person power and let, allowed them to live in our minds and destroy some of the happiness that we've had. For some people, this could be parents that they feel like weren't there enough for them. It might fall out because of uh, someone got a job or a position that we have been wanting and working for or working towards. We can't get bitter because they end up working for the good. Like, we can use that as fuel to light our fire. That can be something that helps push us and become our testimony. God puts you through tests so they can become your testimony. These testimonies are something that you can use to help other people who have been in the same situation you have. You're able to tell somebody, yeah, I've been there before. I know how it felt. It didn't feel good. So now... You're able to give them steps and tell them your process of how you were able to fight through that bitterness and fight through that urge to hold that grudge and want to, you know, go ahead and act out of character or anything like that. So bitterness is something that you want to get rid of quick because, like I said, it's like an acid that can dissolve and it's corrosive and it'll eat you up from the inside out. We cannot. Let the external interrupt the internal, meaning that bitterness, that acid that is in our container, in our bodies, we cannot allow that to tear us up, steal our joy and steal our happiness. The next point of emphasis of things that can steal, kill and destroy our happiness and joy is anger. Mark Twain has a quote and it reads, anger is an acid, just like bitterness. Anger is one of those things that you can hold on to and it will spread like wildfire. It can go from person to person. It can spread from the house to you carry it to work, you carry it to school. He says anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it is stored than to anything on which it is poured. I feel like that was definitely a good point that he made because anger is something that it sits inside of you and it flusters. And some people don't know how to deal with that anger. Some people take it out on other people. Some people take it out on physical things, punching walls and hurting themselves. Like these things are something that 
carries on and carries over to other people's days. Days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turn into years. And these things start to just allow a negative way of thinking because whenever they are thinking these thoughts of them being angry or upset, they're like, what else can happen? And I'm a firm believer in words are spells. So whenever you ask what else is going to happen, you're going to find out what's next. And once you don't like that, then it starts to keep carrying over. It keeps spreading just like a vine. It'll keep it'll keep on growing just like weeds. They'll it'll keep coming back. And I feel like anger is something that should be talked about uh, with a friend or with the family. Something that should be let out. Something that you shouldn't just bottle up because whenever you do that, and you hide your emotions, that's when you start to make the anger turn into other things, which can turn into bitterness and resentment. And you don't want that because then that's starting to affect you, who you are and your character. It starts to turn into the algorithms that you have that you won't even notice. Things will be coming to your attention that you didn't see before because you weren't moving in anger. There's a Bible verse that says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Whenever you are moving in anger, you're not right. You're not moving in your in your righteous ways. You're not moving in, in the ways that you normally would because you have a totally different mindset. You have something on your mind that is not positive, something on your mind that is not feeding your your positive energy that you already have and that you already are used to moving in. So you're going to start to think thoughts that you would have never thought. You're going to start to do things that you would never do. And that's the type of stuff that will become a habit if you don't check it. You got to check it at the door, just like just like a, at a club. You got to have a dress code. You got to make sure your mind is going down that checklist of things that you are not allowing. So the first two things that we're not going to allow bitterness and anger now we're on to point number three let's make sure we're writing these down point number three we got worry and fear worry and fear is allowing your mind to anxiously dwell on difficulties and troubles i got a acronym for fear fear means false evidence appearing real so these are things that we put in our minds on our own we're coming up with our own scenarios in our heads and thinking that they're going to come to pass when actually we have the ability to stop that thought. We are allowing these thoughts to happen. We have the ability to change the narrative of how we are thinking. We have the ability to change our thoughts. I don't even say we have the ability. We have the freedom to choose. God has given us the freedom to choose, and we choose to think in a negative way sometimes. So we have to train our brains. We have to do some mental conditioning, which is repeating positive thoughts, repeating positive acts, and actually applying what we're learning. My favorite Bible verse is Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, and it's talking about worrying. And, you know, sometimes we worry. We think about, we plan our weeks ahead, and we don't think about the things that might come in between that might happen and, you know, things, the little hiccups that we get throughout the days. But this verse right here 
puts me at ease every time I look at it. I have it framed. It says, so don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. and He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. And that that those those four verses, 31 through 34, put me at ease as soon as I read them. Because it's like, dang, all I got to worry about is today. I can't do anything to change yesterday, and I can't know about the unknown. I don't know what I don't know. The future is all unknown. We don't know what's to come. We could be on our way to work and uh, ride over a nail, and then our tire's going flat. We didn't know that nail was going to be in the road, but now we're sitting on the side of the road changing our tire. It might make us late for work. We didn't know these sequence of events were going to happen. But the thing that we can do is control our attitudes in that moment, and we can not let that bad moment create a bad day. So that's something that I try to think about whenever little things happen that I didn't see coming. But it's all about your attitude, the way that you see things coming. So if I know that I, if I met, if I let that nail in the road cause my day to turn sour, then I allowed that to happen. I let that steal my joy and steal my happiness. I can't let that happen because if I do that, then that's going to take over into other people's days, the other people that see me throughout the day. There's a saying that says, today is tomorrow that we worried about yesterday. Write that down because that's powerful. Today is tomorrow that we worried about yesterday. We didn't know how it was going to go. We didn't know if things were going to go smooth. We didn't know if there were going to be one bad hiccup, two bad hiccups. We didn't know if it was going to be like a domino effect of when we didn't know if that was going to mean that you were going to be late to work. We didn't know if whenever you ran over that nail, you were going to just make it on that last notch of your boss's nerves where he's like, all right, I can't deal with this no more. You got to go. We didn't know what was going to happen. So today... It's tomorrow that we worried about yesterday. I feel like whenever we whenever we worry about things, that's the anxiety that you put in your own mind. That's the that's that anxiousness, that feeling that you that you put in your uh, that you're putting on yourself. Nobody has to do that for you. You can do it yourself. But sometimes people accept other people's worries and things like that to where you already got your own. So now you're going to take on somebody else's. That's two loads. Now you got, now you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders when really it's not nothing but a thought. It all started as a thought. And however long you let that thought linger, it's all up to you. Your life will move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. The last point of emphasis is doubt. Doubt will kill, steal, and destroy your happiness and joy. Without a doubt, without a doubt, they will kill, steal, and destroy your happiness and joy. So we allow ourselves to have a thought that we can't do something or we are uncertain about our abilities or we are uncertain about other people's abilities. And 
that determines how we move forward, whether we move forward with confidence or whether we just inching forward a little bit. We in in one foot out the other foot, we start to, you know, have that sense of not knowing if something is going to happen or something's going to go the way we want it to because we are putting that doubt on ourselves. Some people will allow other people's doubts to affect them and how they achieve goals and how they are looking at their own lives and looking at, you know, the way they want to do something. But they have their lives and you have yours. If you are confident and assertive and demanding about the things that you want and the success that you want to see, then no one else's doubt can affect your level of confidence, your level of the ability to be able to get something done. They have their doubts because they might have went through something that didn't work for them. They might have went through wanting to get this job or this position, but they didn't have the right credentials or they didn't have the right network of people around them to help them get in that position. But you might have that network of people, the credentials, the accolades to go with getting you into that position. So don't let somebody else's doubts bring you down, bring your confidence down, bring your level of ability to be able to do something down. You have to control that yourself and don't allow your thoughts to let you think anything less because whenever you let that seep in your your mind and it will at times, but if it doesn't make you a little scared or a little, you know, anxious to do it, then you're moving in easy and Nothing really comes easy. They never say it's going to be easy, but it's always worth it. So whenever you are moving in your purpose and you are moving with the purpose and you just are able to take every step confidently, one step after the next, don't let that fear paralyze you, but let it propel you, then that's when that doubt will be pushed to the back, back burner. And that will be pushed in the in that rearview mirror, like I was talking about at the beginning. There's a reason why the windshield is so big and the rearview mirror is so small. Because you should only be taking a glance in that rearview mirror. You know where you came from. You know your past. You know the things that are going to be behind you. But that windshield is big for you to see what's in front of you. And to know which turn to take next you know how to which 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 route to take so that's most most important thing to think about don't let anyone else's doubt affect your confidence and your ability you control that you control your thoughts and you control the controllables don't let the things that you can't control control you just like the story of David and Goliath in the Bible he didn't listen to the doubts and the negative thoughts of his family members and his father He actually had the confidence and the will, and he knew his abilities, so he went down to fight Goliath. He seen that he had a whole body of armor, but 
he also saw that little opening on his helmet to where he could hit him and knock him down. So he won that fight. What is your Goliath? What is your what is the thing that you feel like you can't knock down because you're too small? What is that fear that you have? What are the worries that you fight? What are the what is the the bitterness that you're holding on to? What is that anger? What is that doing for you? If it's not doing anything but hindering you and it's holding back your happiness and joy, then that's something that you need to get rid of. That is something that you should be looking to figure out ways to get rid of the resentment and the grudges that you're holding and the 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 doubt that you have for yourself and for other people. Because these things, they all like acid. Not just one or two of them are like acid. They're all like acid. And they will eat you up. And they will steal your dreams. They will steal your aspirations and your success because it'll just keep going on and on and on from, like I said, days to weeks to months to years. So you got to control that. You got to tame it. You got to see that thought, shun that thought, get it out of there. You got to hear that doubt, but not accept that doubt. And when somebody is talking doubtful to you or they are saying negative things around you, let them know. I don't want to, I'd appreciate if you didn't speak like that around me. My energy is too vibrant. My aura is through the roof and I, I can't have that negative thought trying to come in my ear. It can go in one ear and out the other, yeah, but I don't need it around me at all. I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't talk like that around me. What they're going to do? They can't do anything but respect it because that's a negative thought that they're putting on you. You don't have to let anyone live in your mind for free. And that goes for anyone or anything. How are they helping you? How are they pouring into you? Are you making more deposits than you are withdrawals? Like, are you able to withdraw anything from these things or these people that are saying what they're saying to you? Are you, are they spending time? Are they spending, you know, are they paying attention? You listen to those words, spend, pay. You don't have to let them things live in your mind for free. Everybody pays rent somewhere. And I got to shout out my boy Carlos. He's in Chicago. I went up to Chicago a couple weeks ago. I picked his brain while I was at the Chicago's and Ravens game. And his thought process was elite. For him to, him to come up with, with that and say, you know, everybody spends something somewhere, time, money, uh, attention. Like, it, it's all something that is being paid, whether that like, time is money. I know you've heard that saying. It's all uh, about how you are spending your time or spending your money. You got to spend it wisely. You got to pay attention to things that are most important which is your happiness and joy. Those things can be stolen by characteristics of people that don't even know that they have those characteristics. You got to be mindful of that. So right now, we want to focus on not allowing fear, worry, doubt, anger, or bitterness to steal, kill, or destroy our happiness and joy. I know those weren't in order, but they should all be written down, and you should be well aware of these things that will try to come in and take those things from you.
I do want to say thank you to everyone that is tuning in to this podcast. I want to ask that you comment, leave your thoughts and opinions on how everything is going so far and how you are taking the information. And I want to hear about how you're applying this information. I want to ask that you all subscribe. Now my podcast will be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So go ahead and hit the subscribe button, leave comments, reviews, and just let me know how y'all liking this thing. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good week.